Job ready? Employer says yes. This programme is presented by Eduvate, education and innovation. I'm Jonathan Brill. In today's programme, we're looking at artificial intelligence in the telecoms industry. Should you be thinking of working there? We have a very fruitful discussion with Girish Koten, General Manager at Wagamama, the Japanese food restaurant chain with over 140 locations worldwide. And in the news, how young people heading for university need much better preparation about what to expect when they get there. Ever thought about working in the telecoms industry with Apple or Samsung, that sort of thing? Well, it's probably a good area to be thinking about because the growth rate remains impressive. So come on, a few facts and figures. How many people are there in the world? Total population? Well, okay. In April 2017, it was 7.5 billion. So how many handsets, that's phones to you and me, were sold last year? Answer, 1.5 billion. So roughly 20% of the world's population bought a phone last year. And of course, many more were using their existing phones. I mean, you knew it was a big industry, but seriously? So every week, we look at the effects of artificial intelligence on an industry. Where is the investment going to go in telecoms? And this is fairly obvious when you think about it, but I hadn't the use of digital assistants like Alexa and Siri. Samsung, which is the biggest mobile phone manufacturer, is investing gazillions in making that interface quicker, surer, more intuitive and in different ways, depending on where they are in their development. And that's indeed what the other companies, Apple, Huawei, all of that, are doing as well. When you look at this sort of thing, there's often a conspiracy theory. You know, look east, there's stuff going on that will shake up us Westerners. Well, actually, in this case, there probably is. Many smartphone users in China have never used a desktop or laptop. They are mobile-first users. And so all the tasks that Western consumers might wait to do when they get home at their desktop must be done on mobile with many of the Asian users. Equally, Chinese characters are challenging to type on a smartphone keyboard, so speech recognition and other gesture commands are in much higher demand. So will Siri, with its artificial intelligence or Alexa skills, come out on top? Who knows? Time will tell. But as a good bet for employment, for job growth, both stand high. A thanks here to the research of Daniel Fagella. And now, our interview with Girish Kotien, a general manager with Wagamama, the well-known restaurant chain, which has 140 locations worldwide. We started out by asking Girish how he first got into the business. I initially thought I would be um, learning to become a chef. That's what I wanted to be, uh, a chef. Um, but eventually, when I started doing hotel management, everything else became quite interesting as well because I wanted to be a chef because I thought I cook well at home. So you know, I thought that's something 
it's just my passion. I, I can kind of make my career with that. But then when I started doing my hotel management, I started doing, I started learning food and beverage service. Um, I started learning hotel accommodation. I, I learned hotel engineering. I learned bookkeeping, accountancy, uh, the financial side of it, business management. And it really started driving me towards the business side of it. Started looking in terms of how does the hotels run, how do the restaurants run. Um, and yeah, and then, then um, there was eventually a time and I thought, okay, let me uh, be an FMA manager probably, you know, join food and beverage rather than a kitchen because I wanted more exposure within the guest and, and look at the business side of it. Girish so. discussed how perceptions of the industry as quite easy to understand are in fact false, it's a complex thing. You know, a lot of people, when I spoke to them in my college days, and uh, and I used to tell them, you know, they used to go, oh, it must be quite easy, isn't it, that you just go, study how to cook or just serve people on the table. And I said, wow, you know, maybe, you know, somebody else should try that, how easy it is. Um, it's quite interesting. It's got a lot to, you know, a lot to go through uh, in, your, in your hospitality in terms of, even if you say just the food and beverage, you know, um, you go through all the different wines. I'm sure it's a basic of what you do on an advanced level, but it's a basic understanding of most of the things what hospitality has got as an offer. So whether uh, right from production, that is work, working in the kitchen, uh, learning basic food production or, you know, pastries, uh, any, any sort of a kitchen thing. But also at the same time you go Outside, you, you want to become uh, a, t a waiter or a waitress, or you want to become a manager in the future in the restaurant, or you want to be in the front office in the hotels. Uh, you want to be in the concierge, or you know, you can go to different departments. You can be on the FMB controller. So it all depends what you really are interested in, what you want to do. Uh, but it d does offer you a lot of big range of things. Uh, it's just a basic what you study, but then you go ahead and specialize in the areas which you are interested in. We asked Girish how technology has impacted on the hospitality industry and what that means for people trying to get into that world. I think the way how we train people has changed, the way how we manage people has changed, um, the way how we hire people has quite changed. So, you know, there was a time when uh, it was quite difficult in terms of when the students were there and people would go for, you know, half students and half kind of professional people sort of thing. But I think we've come to an age where we, we do go for a lot of students, we hired a lot of students, and it's not only just making them work, but also to uh, explore what the industry looks like for, for the students and, and kind of mentor them, uh, because that's the future generation of, of the industry. But what I've seen in three and a half years is our training department is work that is learning and development. We have a we have a uh, designated team in the head office which only does learning and development. They do research on uh, what the generation is at the moment. What is the easiest way to bring people into industry? Train them. Uh, obviously, look after them in a way to mentor them. Um, and and it's it's changed. It's evolved. I would say uh, it's made things more easier. It's made more things uh, interesting for people. So, uh, if I'm being very specific, we had a books in the past uh, where people would come and join as a as a team member. 
or as a line chef and they would fill in the books for training but now it's on e-learning so it's all on the internet you can actually do it over the phone you can do it on on your iPads so you don't have to go and take the boxes on the book but you can actually be on on you know uh, on on the way in a bus or, or a train and you can actually be uh, studying and reading materials from work as well so I think that's the biggest change what we've done and evolved with the times what are the particular characteristics of Wagamama that both attracts and retains employees. We've got so many different departments, right from working not only in the restaurant, but whether it's our head office or uh, you know going internationally because we are opening so many uh, restaurants internationally. Uh, I think a great venture for people to come in, uh, work, and also with our back of house. I don't think we are the only probably restaurants who do not look for inexperience. Uh, and if you look at our uh, our food, it's quite complex. It's not the easiest food. It's Pan-Asian, you know. People take time to even uh, pronounce the the ingredients correctly or the, or the dish correctly. But at the same time, we still hire people who don't have any experience. We bring them as a kitchen assistant, you know, uh, have that patience. Our chefs are really, really good in terms of going through the whole thing. And, and we've seen some great people evolve within Magamama. Like, the biggest example, I would say, is uh, kitchen porters uh, going to become a general manager? So that is completely two different. Uh, you know what I mean? It's a two different departments. It's uh, kitchen porter is a back of house, and general manager is more people who've come through front of house. You know, waiting and and the financial side of it. Uh, but we have people who have been kitchen porters in the past, and uh, who become general managers. We have people who have been kitchen porter in the past and who work internationals at the moment. So there's there's an amazing prospect, I think, for people uh, to join Wagamama. So I would say, yeah, it's, 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 a leader, it's a leader for hospitality at the moment. What's the best educational profile that young people should have when looking for a job in the hospitality industry? Is it working in a restaurant or coming from catering college? I think you, you'd rather do both the things together. You can always have you know, an experience on ongoing. So, I think I I worked while I, while I was studying in my uni. So, I, it was easier for me because I could relate things. So, if I studied something in, in in today about wine or about service or anything, and I could go back to work and see that oh wow, this is how it works. So, and you practice that on a daily basis. Whether you know, even if you want to become a chef, and you go theoretically, oh okay, this is how. Um, you know, bolognese is made or, or any other recipe but if you haven't made it, actually then it's quite different, isn't it? But when you're actually working in the restaurant you really know how it, how it happens and it's great, I think it's a great blend to do both the things together so it's always good to get in some experience while, you, while you're studying Finding the right people with the qualities you want must be really important to the restaurant industry generally and Wagamama in particular. You can bring everything else, you can buy anything else, or you can put right systems into place, you can market things, you can do all those bits. But if you don't have right people working with you in your team and who do not inspire to become you know, managers or leaders in the future, then I think it's a problem. So I think of, uh, we always face challenge to hire right people with the right attitude and, and good people who want to come um, see how it goes and explore. And, and, and uh, we're not saying that everyone wants to stay with us forever uh, because 
you know, everyone has got their own priorities and goals in life, but, you know, uh, at the same time, we can help each other at those given times. It's a tough industry, yet it must value resilient people. It's, it's not uh, an easiest industry. It's tough. Okay. It does check, test you a lot in terms of your, your pressure because, you know, I'm sure at some point of time we all become customers in a restaurant and we are all, uh, we, we demand things, we need a lot of attention. Uh, and, and you're right because, you know, end of the day you're paying money for that service. So I, I think, but now you have to look at it from the other side of it when you are delivering the service. Uh, are you being amazing? Are you have that big smile? Are you friendly enough? Are you looking after people as if they've come to your home and you hosting a, a dinner event for them? You know, that kind of personality. Are you that big personality? And so, what's your top tip for young people looking to enter the hospitality industry? Um, I think, again, you know, it's not necessarily uh, you have to be studying hospitality. Let me say that, okay? You could be studying anything else because I've, I've come across a lot of people in my 17 years of an experience who have done an amazing job and are, are great general managers at the moment or great chefs at the moment who have no catering background at all. Um, they, they, uh, they started as a part-time job. They just thought they would take it as, as a, a job to go and see how it works and could make some money out of it as a part-time while they're in the uni. Uh, but then they got uh, involved in that and they, they really uh, got their hands into it. And I think that is what I would give as my advice is, if you're doing, even as a part-time, put your heart into it. It's really, really you know, important that you, know, you do it and you enjoy it because no point doing anything which you don't enjoy doing because that's really, really important. So why Wagamama? I think Wagamama, as I said, is one of the amazing uh, industry leaders at the moment with, with their learning and development is concerned because uh, they keep researching and they keep coming up with really, really new platforms and new ideas for, and especially it's all mostly designed towards the young people uh, because we want to have a lot of young talent in the business because we're opening so many different restaurants now, we're opening so many different businesses, you know, whether it's national, international. Uh, we want a lot of people to come and work for us, um, and, and there is a great career opportunity for uh, for young people to come mm-hmm. and and uh, try something uh, uh, within within Magamama. So it's it's a great it's a great thing for our learning and development. They keep you know coming up with new training programs and new training uh, things. We also do run a lot of uh, open days in London. Uh, for I think outside London as well, but we do run a lot of open day uh, for uh, students. Uh, we do go to the university uh, job fairs where we try, you know, um, hiring students for a part-time job basis and things like that. So we we actively look for uh, students who are interested coming working just a part-time just for over the weekend, make some money, but also at the same time, you know, if Keep your eyes open, and if you really love it and you enjoy it, you know you you can take that as a full-time job opportunity. Because I can't tell you how many people I've hired in my last probably ten years uh, who just wanted to be a part-time and finish and then leave, and they are still in the industry, absolutely loving and enjoying it. And there are so many people in Wagamama who I've hired as a part-time, and and uh, they they have uh, been in there and they have. They're working full time. Some of them are junior managers now. 
So some some great examples out there. Many thanks to Girish Kotyan and the excellent insights he has provided about Wagamama. And now with a cheery wave as we leave the world of childhood behind us, we head off to college, fully aware of what is to come next. Or are we? After all the effort of getting a university place, there can be unrealistic expectations. This is typically what we try to work on here at Edgivate. So this research carried out by the Higher Education Policy Institute is very interesting to us. Most young people expect to have more teaching hours in university than in school, when in fact the opposite is the case. There's been many surveys of student attitudes, but this is unusual, this particular piece of research, because it's looking at the expectations that young people have before they become college students. About half a million new students begin university courses in the UK each year, and only a third thought they were getting good value for money. This study suggests that as well as being excited and nervous, many students are deeply ill-informed about what to expect. The latest study, based on a sample of more than 2,000 young people, suggests that this could be because expectations of university life are unlikely to be matched by the reality. Students say university value for money is falling. And worse, poorer students are more worried about rising debts. So, in terms of contact hours, here's the truth. 66% of the young people surveyed thought university would mean more group work than in school. And 60% thought there would be more lecture hours than classroom hours. All wrong. In practice, teaching hours at A-level or equivalent will probably be much higher than at university, with students on degree courses such as history often having fewer than 10 hours per week. The survey found that those from poorer backgrounds were less prepared for meeting strangers and building a new social circle, and that these poorer would-be students were more likely to be planning to live at home. Nick Hillman, who is the director of the Higher Education Policy Institute, said more should be done to help in the transition between school and university. We know lots about what students think, but very little about what those applying to higher education expect to happen when they get there. Here at Eduvate, we have run many conferences for A-level students and interviewed lots of them. I can tell you that these findings are the tip of the iceberg when it comes to students faced with transition issues. The tip of an iceberg with many Titanics close by. And here's a special treat for our listeners. I'm going to give you an access code which will let you look at all of the wonderful online catalogue available on Eduvate. So just go to eduvate.biz forward slash access code and enter the code job ready job ready employer says yes 